Peace, grace, this is Pastor Colton Lott from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, El Reno. We have the privilege of building Christian community in El Reno for the world. And so if you care about building Christian community or El Reno or the world, we're glad you're listening to this podcast. If you want to help contribute to the gospel work of this congregation, please visit our website, fcclreno.org, and go to the Give Online tab. And now, here's the sermon for the week. I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I was occupied for the beginning of this service, because this is the most normal it has felt in some time, and it almost feels like 2019. Today's scripture reading comes to us from Acts. Sorry, I got to readjust everything. I kind of got dressed on the fly there. Uh, it comes to us from Acts 2, verses 1 through 21. I invite you to uh, enjoy the scripture on the screens behind me, in your pew Bible, on your phone, your personal Bible, or by uh, taking this story in however you know best. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at the sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs in our own languages. We hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the 11, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, they are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. 
and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. May God add blessings to the readings of these words in every time and in every place. Would you pray with me? On this Pentecost day of celebration, God, we give thanks as we come together inspired and equipped to be your church, desiring to feel the rush of that Holy Spirit once more. And so speak through these words of yours so that we might see the word of God, Jesus Christ, once more. We pray all this together. Amen. For the first few minutes today, I want you to join us in one of the most beloved games of our time. Need you to start warming up a hand, maybe two hands. It's better if you have two. Flex your muscles, get some dexterity going, crack your knuckles. Okay, we're gonna play rock, paper, scissors. And we're gonna go rock, paper, scissors, shoot, just so everyone is clear, okay? No one go on scissors, we're going on shoot, okay? So if you have a partner next to you, partner up. If you don't, that's okay. Uh, you can play with me. You'll have to let me know if you win or lose. I'm sure you're going to win each time. Okay, best two out of three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. How'd you do? I heard some frustration over in the choir loft. It's not, they're not used to stumbling in the middle of a church service. Today we are blessed that Kaysen, Elizabeth, Maddie, and Derek have joined the body of Christ. And we pray that this day is blessed that it is sacred now and forevermore. That this is the day that God has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And so may May 23rd be a red letter day for you for the rest of your life. For those of us who have emerged from this water previously, may we too remember the waters of our baptism. And even if we cannot recall the events, remembering the power and the promise of baptismal waters. Perhaps you've heard the jokes and the songs where it's like the preacher speaking to me. Um, today, it is especially for those newly baptized, and the rest of us are here to enjoy alongside. Because those four newly baptized have made arguably the most important decision of their lives. Because in these waters, they have declared that one way of life is over, one way of living is dead and have emerged into a new way of living, a way which leads to wholeness and fullness of life eternally. Now they live resurrected 
with the resurrected Christ, and they have covenanted from this day forward to follow the ways of Jesus. This is not an easy task. Never has been, never will be. And in this, they are not alone. Today's scripture reminds us that those first disciples, Peter, James, John, the rest, weren't sure what was going to happen when Jesus ascended to heaven. The beginning of the book of Acts tells us the story of 40 days after Easter, Jesus ascended to the clouds. An angel told them, quit looking up for Jesus. It's not going to happen this way. He'll come back the same way he came down. And I think within that is the implicit command that there really was nothing to be gained by gazing at the sky for Jesus. After all, Jesus had spent his time teaching them that the kingdom of heaven was never going to be out there. But the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If only we look. If only we reach out. If only we will think and imagine in a new way, then, then we can see God's glory, God's reign, God's way of life here. And so for those 10 days, those disciples waited. Their one great accomplishment was the election of Judas' replacement after his betrayal and death. You would think there'd be more to the story. After 40 days of celebrating with the resurrected Lord, you would think they would have more to do and to say than to worry about church board elections. But alas, they arrived at Pentecost. But that's where the story changed. Pentecost was first and remains a Jewish festival called Shavuot, or Pentecost in Greek. That's why in our scripture today, they talk about Pentecost as if a thing that everybody knew, even in the church's infancy is because this is a lone holiday for us. For our Jewish siblings, it celebrates the giving of the law, and it's a pilgrimage holiday. It is one of their big three, too. It's why in today's story, there were so many people in Jerusalem from all around the world known to our biblical author, from Parthia and Mede, the Elamites, Romans, Jews, proselytes, and converts, and more. Pentecost is where everything changed. Because Pentecost is where that miracle of fire and air and water happens. The Holy Spirit is announced with a violent rush of wind. Tongues of fire descend upon the apostles, allowing Peter to preach a fiery sermon. And for everyone to hear and their own tongue, their own language. A gift from God which did not eliminate the diversity present, but enabled that diverse group of people to become a community united around this proclamation. And they responded by being baptized in the water, 3,000 baptized on that day. Air, fire, water. I've been thinking a lot about these three elements this year, uh, in part because we knew today was a baptism Sunday, and in part because human beings have often found the world and thought about the world with elements such as these. There's something about our experience on this earth that points us to these necessities of air and fire and water. 
So I had us play Rock, Paper, Scissors today because I wanted to remind us of something related to balance. I didn't really care who won and who lost, but rather that in that simple game, we see the ways in which all three work together to keep one another in check. Because I believe that Pentecost, among its many miracles, is also a miracle of balance, too. Or perhaps more accurately, I'm hoping that in today's Pentecost story, which is to say our Pentecost story, we will enact a miracle of balance, especially in the lives of you newly baptized. So on that Pentecost day in Jerusalem, the Spirit appeared, reinvigorating that first church to be and to share the good news of Jesus without his bodily presence, to be able to preach Christ crucified and resurrected, and to take those first followers who were traumatized and then surprised by the events of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, and probably a little tired too, and then give them the wisdom and power to reconnect to God once more. And then, on that Pentecost day, that empowering Holy Spirit gave them not only air, but fire, fire for their preaching, the jumbling of words which sounded like nonsense to the skeptics, silliness as they spoke of God's deeds of power, and we can hear them sneer in our time too, right? Who believes that anymore, anyway? It sounded to some like they were drunk before lunch. Yet, nevertheless, Peter presses on, and he remembers his scripture, and he quotes from the prophet Joel, and finds new meaning in those words on this day. Peter's preaching presses them on to the uncomfortable as he reminds them that God will pour out God's Spirit on all people. That sons and daughters shall prophesy. That young men who are always too young will see visions. And old men who are always too old shall dream dreams. And upon the enslaved, which I take to mean the lowly, the ones who are subjected to violence, they're going to have the spirit too. They will prophesy. They will tell the truth about the ways of God in this world and how God acts and shows up and is not through yet with remaking our creation. That invigorating spirit will set a blaze of fire in all of us, especially the most unlikely, the too young, the too old, the too poor, the too skinny, the too fat, the too smart, the too silly, the too much club, this diverse group becomes the church, united in baptism, not only receiving the gifts of air and fire, but water, which gives new life. Newly baptized, we believe that you have the fire of the Holy Spirit that God's spirit is poured out on all flesh. And even though there are times when others will squelch it or attempt to, that Holy Spirit fire is like a wild goose and unable to be caught. And that fiery spirit rests in you. And it can be expressed if you will let it. A fire which stands up for the poor and the downtrodden. A fire which advocates... For the stranger, the alien, the immigrant, the stranger among you. 
Fire which comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. Fire which can burn down structures and institutions that limit life. On this day, we somewhat have made you a firefighter. By which I mean someone who uses God's holy fire to burn away the impurities of hate and of greed, of hard-heartedness and injustice. And we are going to need you to do this work. We pray that you will join in prophecy, that you will see visions of the young has been promised they will do. Visions of a world where God gets everything God wants. Visions of a world where none shall be afraid. Visions of hope and a future. You are young now, each of you. But we pray that you not, will not always be. One day, we pray that you will be blessed with the gift of years. And that you will dream dreams that the old have been promised to do. Dreams of God's wonder and wisdom. Dreams of God's power and might. Dreams of God's love for many, for all, and for you. This church and this world will need your visions and dreams, Elizabeth, Derek, Maddie, and Kaysen. You are neither too young now, nor will you be too old tomorrow to take part in God's fiery work. I want to remind you that this fiery power is best done inside of a community, even in especially this one. The waters of baptism means that you have now inherited a church, a place of love and hope, but also sometimes a messy organization, sometimes literally messy. We... Uh, we're in the midst of a building project which is taking all hands on deck. A place where we all show up. The parts we love and the parts we like and the parts that we would rather not have. So I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag as you join the church today. You're not always going to love it here. You might even be upset one day. One day you're not going to be happy with your minister, whether that's me or another. One day, you will think the church board made the wrong decision. One day, you might lean over to the person in the pew next to you and say, if they sing the song one more time, I'm going to gouge out my spoon with a rusty eye. But part of what you have covenanted today is that you will persist, that you will be forgiving, and you will hold others accountable when they have wronged you so that we can grow together. You have covenanted that even though sometimes you will be the one who does the wrong, you will persist and show up and make amends. That we will exist in the messy bonds of human community and that you will have to make hard choices. Sometimes that means going and sometimes that means staying. But I want you to know today on the front end that you have yoked your lot to an imperfect group of people who are mostly just trying to be and to share goodness. And through God's grace, you will also be loved and nurtured and supported by this community too. 
The miracle of balance that happened at that first Pentecost and that happens at today's Pentecost does not mean that the waters of baptism will extinguish that fire of the Holy Spirit. How boring would that be? And also, how wrong it is to suggest so. But that fire and that water add depth to one another because it means you have more than one tool in your tool belt. Some situations call for it, to burn it all down. But most of the time, that's not the only thing we need. We also need waters of redemption to bring back what was once lost, gone, and to raise the dead back to life. And you have both, my friends, through that rush of a violent wind, that empowerment, that breath of fresh air that is the Holy Spirit. You have the fire to burn away injustice and unrighteousness, and you have water to revive, to restore, and redeem. And that Holy Spirit that dwells in this community of faith will breathe on you afresh and will help you know when to use which. That is the Pentecost miracle of balance. For that first church in Jerusalem, for us today, we enact the miracle of air, fire, and water. And through the power of God alone, we have faith that tomorrow will be miraculous too. So welcome to the church, my friends. May you share God's new breath of life, God's powerful fire, and God's waters of restoration with us and with all, because we are certainly in need. Amen. This sermon podcast is a ministry of First Christian Church, El Reno, Oklahoma. It is preached about 85% of the time by senior minister Colton Lott, about 10% of the time by associate minister Tara Dew, and about 5% of the time from a beloved guest. If you check the math and we're wrong, don't worry about it. This podcast is produced by communications coordinator Rachel Carlson, and the instrumentalization you hear is by Chris Prather, our bell choir director, percussionist, and composer in residence. Christian community is made up by the individuals who show up each week, and so while this has been preached and produced by some, it is the work of many. So whether you show up with your body or with your enthusiasm, with your dollars, with your prayers, or your love. Thank you for making the body of Christ real and felt and known. Go and be a blessing this day and always, friends. Amen.